doodly doodly doodly. <laughs> I do I do actually have notes I'm shuffling. This podcast is important. You guys, welcome. Boys and girls, there's girls that listen. I know there is. I might be related to all of them, but whatever. I may be legally bound to one of them, but whatever. Guys, welcome to Gambling for Shoes. It's the best gambling comedy Chicago-based podcast run by a guy who almost used to have foot fungus. Almost used to have... uh, Yeah, it's a podcast where I gamble for shoes because I need new ones. Because somebody gave me a foot fungus. And it may have been me (laughs) that did it. What's up, everybody? Jack Snodgrass here. Last week uh, in the NFL, I didn't lose money. Okay? Uh, I I made one bet because I told you, I told myself, I said, hey, we're going to narrow it down, have a little self-respect. We're going to make one bet. And guess what? I lost. Hooray. (laughs) But because uh, I'm delusional, I saw another game I wanted to bet on and won my money back. And realistically, that's a good weekend as a gambler. You know, you're just like, hey, man, I broke even. Losing losing does hurt. And it does kind of eat at you. Especially if you have any self-loathing tendencies. You know, you're going to get that voice going like, you're an idiot, but, but but breaking even, that's all right. It's like, okay, you know, fight to a draw with Vegas, I'll take it. Draws are good. In, the, in soccer, you need to have draws. If you're going to stay in the league and not get relegated, you got to get, you got to, you got to sometimes just settle for a draw. It's not, it's the losing that, that kills you. But this weekend, guess what? We're winning. I, I have I have segments. I actually have a little structure I want to talk about. Because why not? Why not? I smoked weed before the episode, not during, so I got I had ideas about structure and whatnot. So we'll see how that goes. Uh, last week I'll talk briefly. I forget who somebody I bet on the Jaguars. Oof. They scored three points at home against the Texans, which is I, I mean I had to listen to it on the radio. That somehow made it worse. But um, the team that salvaged me were the Bengals. Uh, they covered that spread Sunday night against the Ravens. But they lost the game. And this is a Bengals-friendly podcast. I just moved from Cincinnati to Chicago. But I took the Bengals with me. You know, I'm fully emotionally invested in this team. And God damn it. I will say, I, I love being right. Okay? It's like my thing. I love it. It feels good. I don't know what it is. It's probably some deeply twisted psychology that got burnt into my brain. Okay. Now, I'm kind of joking. But everyone likes being right. It's not just me. And I have to say, I was right about Zach Taylor. It's the Bengals' inept head coach. I've been saying since last year, dude, he's not going to work. Got to get him out. And I think a year later... I think he kind of lost the Super Bowl, but no one really cares because he's nice and Joe Burrow's handsome and the Bengals are overachieving. But I want a fucking, I want Super Bowl rings. Fuck winning a division. This guy sucks. He's a bum. He's a not smart person. And I'm, this is a sure sign that I am north of 31 years old because now I genuinely get upset about coaching staffs. 
you know, because every man, every man is running his own sports franchise, you know, not, we don't actually have a team or anything, but in his head, we, we have all of these entities at play and we're running, if you're married and have a family, you're running a sports franchise. So when we watch the Bengals, I relate, I see a franchise that needs some help and they, they need new leadership. Guys, let's get a GoFundMe. Let's, I, let me raise what, what's it going to take? Two billion, two billion. I'll buy the Bengals. Fire Zach Taylor. All right. <laughs> Let's just end that fantasy. Obviously, never gonna happen. Uh, let's talk about um, teams that I'm going to allow myself to bet on this year, or at least at the, at the moment, because I think gambling. It's all about the process of elimination. I know I talk about like just make one bet, make one bet, and then that's it. But it's it's just not that simple. You know, it's just not. Sometimes you got to hedge, you know? Anyway, process of elimination means you just get rid of the shitty games. And basically, from now on, I'm not betting on games that don't involve the Bills, the 49ers, the Eagles, the Chiefs, the Buccaneers, and either the Bengals or Ravens. Maybe the Titans. Throw those in there. Maybe the Packers. There's a very short list of teams that are actually worth because they have good quarterbacks and a good coaching staff. The Bengals aside, um, I would never take the Bengals to win, except I probably will this week. But yeah, you get these are the teams I think are head and shoulders above the rest of the NFL because the, all the other franchises are either cl- like clearly rebuilding or just like not good enough. <laughs> I don't know if there's a. Rebuilding means that everyone kind of knows that, hey, everyone went into the expectation of this season being like, we're probably going to suck. Like, the Bears are clearly rebuilding. As a, as I watched 20 minutes of that Thursday night football game, Redskins. Oh, I just dead named. My bad. I, my apologies to the Cherokee Nation. The Washington football commanders versus the, um, the Bears. Like, those are two teams. So, the, the Bears are, are rebuilding. And the Redskin, God, I swear I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it on purpose, okay? The commanders of Washington, the football team there, they're red and yellow. Shouldn't they change the colors of the team? Now, now I'm being, now I'm being provocative. Okay, that team that plays football in Washington, them, they, them. Now, I did that on purpose. I'm not going to lie. I'm just pretending like you guys are all in here with me. We're drinking some White Claws. We're high-fiving. And I just snuck one in, okay? Uh, earnestly, I, I made a sincere mistake earlier. Now, I'm just kind of celebrating it. The team in Washington. <laughs> that's a stinky, stinky team. They're not good. It has nothing to do with their racial history. It's a stinky football team. But they thought that they went into the season maybe thinking they may be good. But they're actually brutal. Uh, so they're in a stage of a different state. They're not rebuilding. They just suck. And uh, that's what a lot of the NFL is at right now. And then a couple people, like, you know, they were promising that, but they got big-time injuries like Miami. You know, Denver's going to be a team that might suck. They thought they were going to be good. Indianapolis probably thought they were going to be good. Carolina, but Carolina probably, oh my God. Can't believe they fired that dude. That was quick. But uh, there's my, 
Have you heard the news? They fired that dude, guys, and it was too fast. <laughs> yeah. And their team is overachieving. Like Houston, they're three and one. They're three one and one. I would never bet on Houston to do anything other than lose. So I'm trying to set some boundaries. So I just named one, two, three, four. The teams that I think you can bet on every week or, or really think about. Uh, Bills, Niners, Eagles, Chiefs, Bucks. Everyone else is just... Oof. Whew. I don't know. I mean, there's advantages to be had. What, I, what I'm doing... I mean, this is like... This is not... I don't know if it's teams you want to bet on, but it's just going to be... They're, they're going to be consistent. Teams you want to bet on is a little different. You have to think about the spread and see which way the market moved and where the mathematical advantages are. Because usually every week, a betting market gets out of whack and uh, basically out of balance and you have to take advantage of that. That's what the pros do. So like the pros are probably going to like the fucking Jets this week. They're getting like seven and a half points in Green Bay and the average gambler is like, oh, Lambeau Field, Aaron Rodgers, I would never bet against that. But the pros know that it's actually going to be probably a tight game or something. I do, I am thinking about betting on the Jets. That's a different, so that's, talk about that in a second. But since this is a, since this is a totally this is a, basically a gambling and stand-up comedy web uh, podcast. The best in the world of its kind. Uh, so we just did five teams I was going to bet on. Now I'm going to tell you my five greatest comics. Not five greatest, five favorite. I love a lot of them. There's a lot out there. But here are my five favies. We got Louis C.K. This, no, this is no particular order. Louis C.K. Um, objectively transcendent. I know that he's polarizing, but there's he's probably the best living comic at the moment. Technically, Bill Cosby is still alive. And I know these both have seedy reputations. I don't even know if seedy is the right word. Um, Bill Cosby, not necessarily my favorite, but pro- arguably the greatest of all time. Um, just in, like, you just look at what he did. All that stuff. Not, not the illegal stuff. His... His jokey jokes. Okay. Louis C.K. If you are a sexual deviant, then you can be a great comic. So, heads up, you guys. Ignore. Actually, I got some, I got some secrets coming out. Do not read the newspapers tomorrow. Um, yeah, Louis C.K., dude. So funny. So, 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 so funny. Like, act, yeah, brilliant. Um, and he's been kind of... He's been that guy for a long time. So, if, if you don't like him, that's fine. You're curious about him, but you're afraid that maybe someone will judge you for liking him. That's it's worth it. Okay, fuck that person who's judging you for liking a thing. If that, all right, unless you're a Nazi, they can, then they can judge you. But this is just stand-up comedy, okay? So after him, Dave Chappelle that goes without saying. Uh, Killing him softly was uh, a special he put out in like I don't know '98. 2002, I don't know. It was on HBO and it made a huge impact on me as a, as a person. It probably made me realize that I stand-up comedy is what I wanted to do. I just didn't, after playing baseball, you can't really do comedy and baseball. Those are two things that don't make you money, ironically. At least when you're not good enough. When you're really, really good at one or the other, then you can make a fuck ton of money. But um, when you're slumming it in baseball and comedy, there's no money. Um... Anyway, Dave Chappelle gave me a lot of inspiration. A lot. 
made a huge impact. He's still very funny, but now he's kind of uh, setting bound. He's not setting bound. He's like he's testing boundaries now. He's kind of doing like a, uh, you know, he's kind of very philosophical out there these days. So, kind of think uh, he's he's accepted that role as someone who's going to kind of uh, check society and where they stand. And I think that's something he really believes in. I don't. I have. I've never met him. I've met people who've met him, so that's kind of cool. But from what I understand, what he's doing is very intentional, and I think he knows he's not doing his funniest shit. But he does have some great jokes in these new specials. So, uh, anyone anyone who's like, "Thank you, Pelly. He's fucking a bad guy. Isn't he not very nice sometimes?" Like, dude, shut the fuck up. Like, just stop. Just, dude, just stop. Like this, these are people who don't like stand-up comedy, and they just like they cannonball in with an opinion, which is what I do on every subject. But um, I don't know. If someone's like, if someone gets mad about Dave Chappelle, then it's like, okay, the chances of me and you being cool are like zero. You know, people, because it's stand-up comedy isn't a call to action; it's just an exploration of like language and thought. We're not trying to start a fucking rally, you know. We're just we're just tossing some shit out there. <laughs> we're not setting up an LLC. <laughs> anyway, uh, Norm Macdonald, rest in peace. One of the greats. Check him out. Great joke writer. Great stage presence. Um, yeah. Apparently suffered from like really, really, really bad stage fright. He doesn't even think the mic out of the stand, which is something I relate to because when I first started, I had a terrible stage fright, and uh, I couldn't my when I took the the mic out of the stand, my hand shook. I was like, dude, uh, this is no one's trying to fucking listen to comedy from a shaky guy. There's no way they're gonna be relaxed if I'm up here doing this. So I kept it in the mic stand for my first like four months, six months, maybe a bitch move, but hey. I was doing comedy. <laughs> but uh, yeah, Norm Macdonald, awesome. Like transcendent, you know, he's one of those guys that'll get more love at, the longer he's dead. Uh, the other one is, uh, other one is uh, Richard Pryor, one of the greats. You could probably swap him out for George Carlin too, but Richard Pryor really is. Uh, I remember the first time I saw him, I was like a freshman in college, and I just like had a DVD, and it, it blew my mind. Uh, like that someone could be that funny so people don't like Richard Pryor like I run into comics like I don't get it and I'm like uh what are you racist <laughs> no <laughs> uh Richard Pryor's awesome and the, the last one is a tie between uh Rory Scovel and Kurt Metzger um check both of them out they're more current they're like kind of very much in the middle of their careers where those those other guys are over the hump, or, well, in Norm's case, uh, in the ground. Sorry, Norm. <laughs> okay, next segment. It's more duality, you guys. Uh, teams that uh, that you shouldn't bet on, that I'm more than likely going to bet on this week in some form or fashion. Uh, I'm more than likely going to bet on the Jets. I'm more than likely going to bet on the Jaguars. I'm more than likely going to bet on the Patriots. These are three teams with huge question marks. The Jets uh, probably have a bad coach, may not have an actual NFL quarterback playing quarterback, probably haven't beaten anyone good. 
the Patriots are literally on their third string quarterback going on the road in Cleveland. But I like Belichick and especially over Stefanski. Um, but there's some red flags here. So these are teams that you can, like one of these teams is going to get beat by 50. Not 50, but two touchdowns. And the other team's the Jaguars uh, on the road in, in Indianapolis. Huge advantage. Defensive line versus offense. Like the Matt Ryan's been sacked a thousand times. Jaguars have a big time defensive line. It's just not really boating. It seems like it's a nightmare season happening in Indianapolis right now. And I've been on the Jaguars like three weeks in a row, and I, they've made me money. Last week, they fucking no showed. So I'm doubling down on them or just on my bias for them, more than likely. So those are three teams that you should not be betting on this weekend that I'm going to bet on this weekend. And now I'm going to tell you three comics that most people, that I get, I get weird looks for. Not that I shouldn't like them or that you shouldn't like them, but they have a stigma or in the con- you know amongst comics, they're not that funny or they're not that cool. So comics are like, they're not like comics comics. Like Kevin Hart, he's, he's not in this for me because I don't, he's not really someone that I think is that, well, okay, he's very funny, obviously, but he's not like, it's not really my thing. He's like McDonald's comedy. Anyway, he would be in this, like some people, some people really, comics, they do like Kevin Hart. And I get it because he is naturally funny. But for me, my Ricky Gervais is on this list. Uh, I think people think he's like a hack or something because he does voices and act outs. And he's like British. That is his voice. But like, and he's kind of, he's kind of, he's kind of like a, an edgelord to where he'll just like, have a joke about age for the sake of a joke about for the sake of having an age joke. Like it's not really about anything. He'll just like take a a cheap shot at very dark subjects. But to me, that's a stylistic thing. Like I, I think he's still very funny. I, I watch all of his shit. His last special was pretty repetitive compared to his second one. It wasn't. So he seems like he doesn't do that much comedy, but every time I watch him, he makes me laugh. I think he's such a great character. And, uh, yeah, so you can hate me for liking Ricky Gervais. You can hate me, and I'll hate myself for betting on the Jets. Uh, second one. Who the fuck? I got bad handwriting, dude. Mm. Oh, yeah, Bernie Mac. Bernie Mac. Because Bernie Mac will very much, he's also not alive anymore, but... Someone has said he very much like doesn't have like material. <laughs> like he has jokes and stuff, but he it's more like it's it's his idiosyncrasies and his energy. Like I remember, like he's so confident, and you're afraid of him out there. I feel like all good comics, you're like a little afraid of him. They're a little like imposing, and he's very much that. Even though he's not like mean on stage, he's just like he's just not somebody you want to have the negative attention of. So. Um, I just remember when I first started like watching Bernie Mac, I was like, good God. I was like, to be to be that confident would be awesome. You know? Go watch some Bernie Mac clips. You'll you'll laugh. But I think some comics are like, nah. He's not that funny. But uh, I think he's great. Even though I think an hour of Bernie Mac would probably you'd probably be like, alright, I'm good. But for fifteen minutes, ten minutes? I mean, whoo boy, whoo boy, I got an exhale on that, he's that funny, whoo. 
last the last two are a tie. Uh, Bill Hicks and Jim Carrey. Uh, Bill Hicks, very funny. Yeah, we actually share the same birthday, and I sometimes I feel like my comedy skews towards the shit that he does. But he's he was also somebody who just was like, he was kind of ranty. He's very funny, and he had good jokes and stuff. But he died very young. But he was known for, you know, his opinions, his political opinions, and all that stuff. And some people, that's not traditional comedy because you're isolating your audience and stuff like that. But because he didn't really is, I don't know. It's not all jokes with him. And you got to be careful. Because you can get swept up in that political shit real quick. Because some people will love you, love you. for Because you're you're becoming... You're sitting in the throne of their fucking echo chamber. And they're like, yes, he's saying the thing that I believe. And he's saying it in a funny way. And... I don't know. I think that, that gets played out after a while. You know... I wouldn't want to be Bill Maher. Even though he, he, he was super liberal, now he's like centrist. The world's gotten so has gotten so wacky that Bill Maher is fucking Larry the Cable Guy. Anyway, the other guy was uh, Jim Carrey. Even, I say that because he doesn't really do stand-up. But when he did, he was so funny. And a lot of it, maybe the jokes weren't. It wasn't all joke heavy, cause like comics, comics, all that fucking like the the insular world of like stand up comedy, they want to see the jokes, you know, or they want to see something totally unique, and uh, sometimes they like they, I think they roll their eyes at like act outs and stuff. That's all Jim Carrey was, cause he's so physical. But uh, go watch some old Jim Carrey tapes from like before he broke, dude. It's fucking hilarious. So funny. Anyway, that's that segment, dude. We we just did 22 minutes on um, focused gambling comedy. There was a thread the whole fucking time. Is there anything else we need to talk about? Oh, okay, I'll I'll toss out the games. I'll toss out the games. Pat myself on the back for keeping this one on the rails. We did we did say some weird. It did get weird when we talked about. Um, the Washington football commanders. It would have been funny if they're like, instead of the commanders, we're going to be called the Comanches. We're going to be the Washington Comanches. If they were like negotiating. <laughs> and then the, the Indigenous Peoples Association and then all the blue-haired uh, white girls would have been like, that's like they would, they would, that's a funny sketch. If they unveil a team and they're like, all right. Or if it was like Jeopardy where you're guessing it and people are like, it's going to be Commander, C-O-M-M. And it was Comanches. Man, I hope someone is appreciating this this image. Or I'm going to have to make the sketch. Don't make me do it. Do not make me do that. <laughs> um, okay, here's what I like this week. I know I already I said bad things about the Bengals, but I'm addicted. I'm betting on the fucking Bengals this weekend. They're a point and a half... Uh, point favorites in in New Orleans against fucking Andy Dalton, dude. And I, it'll probably be a tough place to play, but Joe Burrow already killed it in that place. So he won a national championship in New Orleans. And I just don't think New Orleans is, you know, it's not going to be as tight of a game as the Ravens were just because they knew each other so well. And, yeah, I just think that <sighs> betting on the Bengals, you know, when they're favorite, it's going to be risky because this game's going to be tight. 
You know, it, they're, the Bengals probably aren't going to be running away with it. It's just how they fucking play. But, you know, at the end of the day, surely. I, so I think I'm probably going to tease the Bengals along with maybe teasing uh, the, the, the old uh, um, Tom Brady and the Buccaneers. They're in Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh is, you know, speaking of rebuilding, really, really in a backwards state. And, um, you know, I think Brady and the boys are going to win the game. So I'm basically going to bet on Tampa Bay and Cincinnati. Probably going to tease them both seven points. Just to be safe. I'm a man. And um, hope for the best. But, uh... If the, if the Bengals blow this one out their ass, I'm gonna be I'm gonna be quite upset. But I'm ba- I'm backing on Brady because I believe in marriage. <laughs> Apparently, him and Giselle are getting divorced or something. First of all, it's terrible that that like it's. I wonder how long that they've known. They they, they probably didn't even tell their family, and it's fucking in the papers. It just sucks. I know no one probably sympathizes with Brady at all. I think he he has very much arch nemesis vibes, but uh, I don't know. So in the name of marriage, guys, bet on fucking Brady. You know, he needs to, he, he has to win a Super Bowl to justify it. Otherwise, his, this marriage is going to explode. Because he basically said, I got one more year. I can maybe win the Super Bowl one more time. It may end my marriage. But if I win the Super Bowl, maybe she'll come back to me. Because who doesn't love a winner, baby? For marriage, you guys. For marriage, Tom Brady. This podcast rooted in marriage. I'm a married man. Bet on marriage, you guys. Next week, I'm going to be talking about the Old Testament. I'm just going to be reading it straight. That's how. That's where this is going. Okay, that's it. Goodbye.